We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. Super Bowl 57, you heard it right here on Boston and New England Sports Original WEEI 1203. Gresham Fourier here with you. Looking at the uh, holding call on uh, James Bradbury. Our DirecTV keeps going in and out today. I don't know what in the world is going on there. Well, this one is normally pretty solid. Um I don't want to have to get up there and mess around with the cables and all that whatnot. But you know the other call I think they made real quick. What's that? Yeah, please. So before we get the, into the quarterback uh, tight end God, comparison, who was the guy that um, uh, picked up got got credit for the fumble recovery? Well, actually, fumble recovered the ball. There it is on seen it on TV. Okay. Number thirty two for Kansas City, Dixon or something like that, or got forgot what his name was. Um, oh, Bolton, Nick Bolton. Okay, similar play, well, not similar play. Another play in the second half where they reviewed it, and they said it was like he didn't control the ball long enough because uh, they knocked the ball out of his hands, and then Bolton picked it up again and ran it back for a touchdown. Yeah. What'd you I, th- I, see, that was another call that I thought that was a catch. And they said it wasn't enough time. He caught the ball, had control of it, but not enough. I don't know, forget what his words were. The football move or whatever. Yeah, time well, and space Now, thing. again, this when is where. officiating, I don't think it's ever been better. In the- right. Thank you, Roger. I don't. Uh, it didn't. It didn't jump out as egregious, because even for someone like me, and you played in a freaking league, and even we're sitting here going, "Well, they said he didn't have possession long enough or something." If people like us don't understand the rule, I think a part of the reason why the internet hasn't been set ablaze on that play is because. Most people probably didn't understand why it was called the way it was called. Well, yeah, there with. there is like this whole okay, like process that you need to go through, uh, get the catch, uh, confirm the catch, uh, take two steps, become a runner. All the and it's different when you get towards the goal line. Yeah, like it's different when you just... get towards the goal line. I when I saw it, I was like, that's a catch. I mean, that's a catch and that's a fumble. That's what I thought. So the, how about the other one? Because the other catch, one, fumble ball would have been recovered there. The other one was the, the Devonte Smith. I thought catch that was which, not a catch. See, I thought it was a catch because the well, it was. You know, I thought, uh, he, I thought he held it. I thought he declared long enough that then he controlled it enough to get his second foot in. The whole going to the ground, like they say, surviving the ground isn't a part of it yet. Whenever the ball and the player hits the ground and the ball moves, it feels like this postseason there were a couple of those where we're like, wait a minute, does surviving the ground count or not? Because you could argue that Devontae Smith made the catch in bounds, yeah. and when his knee hit in the white, 
Yes, that means he's over. out of bounds, so the play would be the over. Play should be so over. why does he why have it, to keep right? Why does it matter if he if the ball yeah. he loses the ball when he falls out of bounds? So freaking what? And see, that's where I think uh, a lot of us that's that's the part of officiating that I think in speaking for the royal us, right? As football fans, that people would like to get cleaned up. Pass interference, defensive holding, holding on offensive linemen, things like that, those are always going to be subject to plays and people are going to go nuts. But why does it have to be so complicated on what is and isn't a catch? That is something that the NFL can clean up like What that. about the Dallas Goddard third and 14? That was a big moment in the game that was going to keep the drive going. If they don't get that, they got to punt it away. They Didn't ended up going down. Catch. See, I did not think it was a catch either, but they gave it to him. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, wait. He's, and that is my point with the officiating. It was there was, the the holding penalty wasn't was actually the guy held him. It was obvious. The fact that they missed these three calls that we just talked about: the Devonte Smith catch, the Dallas Goddard, and then the uh, the well Nick, the fumble, the fumble, wasn't. no fumble. Were all reviewed. They all looked at it, and they and I think they still got it wrong. So. Here's Whatever. The, I, here's the other thing quickly on all this officiating. We're spending am I, half our show but, talking about the damn officiating. But here's the thing. Am I supposed to really sit here and feel like the Philadelphia Eagles got screwed when they benefited from a rules and officiating change that helped them beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl with the immortal Nick Foles? The, what was it, the Corey Clement catch in the backfield? That that play in that Super Bowl against New England should have been ruled a no catch. But during the playoffs, they changed the catch rule. So in the regular season, it was officiated differently. In the postseason, that then turned into a catch. So in the regular season, they went through 16 weeks full of games, calling it one way, and then they changed it for the playoffs. This is the NFL at its finest. If they don't find a way to naturally have a officiating issue, then they create one. So I just go back to this has been effed up for a period of time. And I think for a lot of people, it's turned into, well, it's your turn. Well, it's your turn to certain teams. And if you want to extrapolate this out, Christian, whether it's officiating on the field, whether it's your various gate, New Orleans bounty gate, Patriots had Spygate. Then they wanted to get retroactively. Let's get Bill. Here comes the Flategate. Here comes this issue with another team where they get you. They're going to run Dan Snyder out of the league. Guess what? We're going to get you, Washington. It happens to everybody. I think it happens sometimes on the field organically. Sometimes it happens off the field. Look at John Gruden. They're trying to get Washington, and they got John Gruden in the process. Like, the part of it is that's the NFL. But again, the Patriots got porked by it. Go back and look at that touchdown. That should have been a – now, again, it's the whole crying over spilled milk, and it's years ago, six, seven years ago, whatever it is. But I'm just saying that I think in the NFL, everybody ends up getting in what fans will feel like some way, shape, or form screwed by the league or boosted by the league. So take your pick that so day. So you can even you can even look at the Kansas City Chiefs and you go back to the Cincinnati Chiefs um AFC Championship game mm-hmm. where Patrick Mahomes got late hit, got the late hit. It was a late hit uh by the linebacker Osai or something like that. Oh it, yeah. Okay, yep. so that was a legit penalty. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Stupid play by him. 
players decide, hey, don't let the refs decide the game. The player decided the game. He he was stupid. He didn't need to do it. He should have pulled up. Hey, sure enough, here comes another um here comes another situation in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line and Bradbury holds. Hey, I hate the fact that the refs are deciding the game. No, they're not. He's deciding the game. The more egregious ones to me were the ones where the they actually went to the booth and said, let's take some time and look at 50 different camera angles. The Devontae Smith one. They had like 32 different camera angles. That took four in this and a half minutes. It took one, it took too long. And then they showed it kind of looked like he lost it, but it what I didn't think it was conclusive mm-hmm. that he lost the ball. It should have been a catch, but it wasn't. So I have a bigger issue with that. And Roger, Roger Goodell keeps telling me that the officiating has never been better. The officiating over 42,000 plays, ladies and gentlemen. The officiating. When you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. I, I don't. I, I, so fine. In the biggest stage with multiple opportunities to get it right, I personally don't think they. The one they got right are, is, is the one that everybody's bitching about. Like he held them. Mm-hmm. But what do you want me to do? Like he he held them. Everybody, if even if you look at Twitter, look at all the different players can't get who away from the, the league. Grab. They all say the same thing, guys. It sucks. It's terrible. Could they let him go? Sure, but the fact of the matter is he held them, and the guy that did it admitted to it. I thought That's I thought he let one. it. I thought he would let it go. I thought the rest would let it go. So there's the debate right there. Why did you think they would let it go? Because they weren't calling anything earlier in the game? Well, then I think you have a better argument. You were kind of playing as they were calling it. And then sure as hell they called it after they didn't call the other one. So the more you get away with, the more they let slide, the more you think you can get away with. So they sit there and they and they just play it as is. And then sure, now you're going to call it? You didn't call it in the first quarter. You didn't call it in the third quarter. Then I think you have a bigger debate kind of issue because they should have stayed true to the way they were calling the game the entire game. Here's Bradbury after the game. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game, um, and it was it was a hold, so they called it. There you go. So there was James Bradbury right there on the hold. Hey, man, it was a hold. They uh, they called it, and they should have called it. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. So last night, Patrick Mahomes. 21 to 27, 182 yards, three touchdowns. He did have Mahomes 44 yards rushing in the big 26 yard run in the fourth quarter that arguably won Kansas City the game, in my opinion. That was the, a lot of people were focusing on the penalty. That run from Mahomes set him up pretty. Travis Kelsey, six targets, six catches, 81 yards, one touchdown. He was Travis Kelsey. Brady Gronk, Mahomes, Kelsey. Who you picking and why? I mean, this is for me. It's a stupid question because I'm picking Brady Gronk. I'm picking Brady Gronk, but you can easily make a case that the other two are just as productive and dangerous as Brady Gronk. So I guess it just comes down to what do you like? Like you get irritated. A lot of people don't like Travis Kelsey because the whole like grandstanding, oh, you jabroni, this this Whoa, whole thing. Whole, Tell me that next time the Chiefs yeah, say something, like, put some respect on our name. Like, stop. Right? Stop. And, it, and, it's, and it's different with Gronk. Gronk is goofy, lo- lovable, and he's a strong physical presence. Like, you just, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Where's the, naked, 
Where's the bikini girls? Oh, my God. 69. Yeah, yeah. You say 69? Exactly. (laughs) It's so funny. I think people like that more than they like Trubisky. He's a goof. Yeah. I think. You've got. Again, the the guy who may end up being the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts is Shane Spikeman, according to Gronk. That's like one of the things that people Spike, love, right? Spike Man. Shane Spikeman. Spike Man. No, he said Spike Man, yeah, didn't he? I, it's unbelievable. But people yeah. love the guy. I think around here, there's no question it'll be heavily weighted to Brady Gronk. I think Brady is better than Mahomes. And, you know, the talk of will Mahomes ever catch Brady, I mean, good luck. There are so many things that have to happen. But in terms of Kelsey versus Gronk, Kelsey is going to have the the better numbers by the time it's all said and done. Yeah. But do people look at Kelsey as really a tight end? Isn't he really like a, a wide end or a tight receiver? You would call him a flex. Okay, like he's a, a mix between the two. Whereas yeah. with Gronk, you lined him up out wide at times because he could do it. But in reality, Gronk was the truest version of what you would say is a, a modern tight end. Yeah, and it's um, I if he's listed as a tight end, then it doesn't matter. He's a tight end. He puts his hand on the ground. He's attached to the uh, to the tackle, he doesn't uh, he doesn't do a ton of blocking, and then when he does, he just really wants to get in the way. Like he's not overpowering anybody, but and that's why I personally mm-hmm. give more credit to Gronk. I I personally do, based on like if you look at the Mackey Award, okay, when you look at the Mackey Award, and you get and you have, and I have the criteria right, okay, as, as far as. For the best college, uh, best sorry, yeah, in college. Have said that. Yeah. So the best, it's like the Thorpe Award for the best DB, the you know all those different it's the awards. award in college what? for tight ends. Yeah, the Belinda the Coffer for, for wide receivers. Yep. Okay, so they they forced you to take into account the tight ends blocking ability, mm-hmm. but they really do. Kyle Pitts won it. Uh, the dude out in Georgia, he won it. They weren't really, he weren't really. He's more of a flex guy. They have another guy that was like six seven. So they don't really – they're supposed to take into account the fact that they need to be attached. They need to block people. They can't just be a receiving tight end. That's the Belinik, the Belitnikoff Award is for the best wide receiver. This is for the Mackey Award. You got to do both running, run blocking, and pass catching. That That's what makes you unique. That's what sets you apart. Well, Agreed. they don't do it. So I look at Travis Kelsey. I'm like, well, listen, Shannon Sharp never really blocked anybody. Antonio Gates was not like a devastating blocker. I can't really talk about Kellen Winslow because I didn't really see him play, but I know he caught a lot of balls. You know, Tony Gonzalez, you know, uh, was underrated as a blocker. Doesn't get enough credit for being a blocking tight end. And Gronk is the truest form of what John Mackey and the tight end position really, you know, embodies. Mm -hmm. Blocking point of attack, double teams, counter plays, and having the ability to catch passes. You got to do both. But nobody's nobody gives a crap. So I I mean so unfortunately for Gronk, Travis Kelsey, based on where he's at already with the, with his numbers, will probably end up passing him, and therefore would probably earn the best tight end ever. Interesting. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Unpacking Super Bowl fifty seven with you. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, more Gresham Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Do you think people complain about halftime shows so much that if you did the, uh, uh, if you did like you superimposed Michael Jackson and you like a hologram? It, thank you. I couldn't remember the name of it. <laughs> the uh, if they put the hologram up, it would there would still be people screaming. Well, it wasn't the real Michael Jackson. Yes. Here's the thing. I, I I'm on I'm on your side when it comes to listen. You're not paying a damn thing for this event. Someone just put on a multi-million dollar event for you, a free show. Thank you, Apple. And here you are is complaining, bitching about the the way it is and whether she's singing for real or whether she's pregnant or not. And why didn't they tell you? What about the children? Won't somebody think about the children? Oh, uh, uh, well, there was one move from Rihanna uh, within there that some people were like, my God, there yeah. were children watching where... How can we how can we cleanly describe what she did? I would say, uh, you know what? Just it, say it and then we'll figure it out later. No, that does not work. Just just say it like exactly how you're thinking it. Here's here's no, because I, I wanna um Which part are you talking about when on. she turned around? Hang on. There you go. Yeah. Terp's ready. Um Terp, get ready. It was uh it was when Oh, here's a way. No, no. Here's a good way to put it. Stop it. It's when she went hands across America on herself. Yeah. And then uh, raised her hand up to the top floor, which then some people were like, oh, I didn't need to see that. But in terms of a, I don't know, 
In terms of a gentleman who kind of likes those things, there were a lot of 21 to, dare I say, 65-year-olds that you know, still have the ability like to get that. some lead in their pencil. Yeah. Who looked if at you that, don't, we have an app for that. Who looked at that and said, all right, way to get that one in there, Rihanna. Well, I will. Uh, this is Billy's line. She and, touched I'm, her and button. I, I'm going to steal Billy's line. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, so uh, when we were going over all the commercials... You know, we were talking about like whether you liked him or not, and they sure enough, Billy said this during the commercial. Like, yeah, I didn't know. What would you say, Billy? Like, Jesus, Jesus chimed in. Jesus yeah. chimed in during the commercial. Jesus fucked over some cash. Oh yeah, my God. Jesus was all up in the commercial. I'll tell you, Big Jesus is spent. Yeah. Their ad budget went through the roof more for than I thought they had. Her, yeah. So to that point, to Billy's point with Jesus, like showing up to the ball game ready to fight. Okay, like there's a lot of people that don't appreciate that. Some uh, a, a texter said it looked like she uh, wiped her hind end and smelt it. Some people described it as, here's what it is. I don't know. Billy, you're probably at the age where you would have had maybe a trapper keeper with a scratch and sniff on it, right? Uh, no, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. For you, you did. I absolutely The old scratch did. and sniff stickers. Yeah. Maybe Rihanna took that to the next level. Yeah. According to a texter, which is not a terrible analogy. For the most part, it's like, oh, she's pregnant. She shouldn't but be she, doing such things. That's I so don't think there was any Jesus of that. Jesus is no, watching. No. There it is on the Twitch. Jesus is watching. The children are watching. I did have to answer a lot of questions after that, though, by the way. Wait, you're in your house? Absolutely, yeah. What is that? What does that mean? What's with that? Like, Yeah, all that stuff, yeah. I was like, it's Mike. She's a uh, she's channeling uh, Michael Jackson. Like that's what Michael Jackson used to what do. What a great answer! You yeah. had to come up with more. <laughs> you just, you, how many times have you straight up lied to your kids oh, and stuff? Every day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Every single I'm day. Just saying, you know. Listen, it wasn't like she went all red light district. You know what I mean? It's not like she was in the front window in Amsterdam and was like, "Hey, <laughs> come look at me, big boy." Yeah. It was just a little homage to you know, just sort of. Got that in there because, and by the way, you could tell that the NFL had maybe warned her not to do some stuff like that because you see after she... The grinning. There was a little mischievous look on her face where it was like, I think she looked to the left and kind of grinned and it was like, yeah, we got over. You know that? Him. You know what rule they call that? There's a rule. There is? It's called the Justin Timberlake rule. Oh, I got yeah, it. Yeah, just in case you guys know, we don't want you showing anybody's, you know, breast and boobies, whatever it is. <laughs> you have to call it. Did they? <laughs> was there seriously like a... Was there? No, and I, I listen now. I'm being dead serious. As much as we just had some fun. So that was because uh, it was U2 that was the Super Bowl in 01. And then I'm trying to remember when Timberlake and so Janet Jackson. Was, uh, was that the next one or oh, was that the one that? I think that was Houston. Oh, so it was Houston. So it was one of you guys. So it was inside. In. Okay. But the next year, were there any edicts like to the players or did the league say anything and being like, hey, listen, we know we had an incident last year where someone's hooter fell out. Don't be, you know, jumping up in the air and trying to rub yourself on someone's helmet like you were known to do every once in a while with your big split-legged celebration and stuff. Like, were, they, were, the, were players warned no, nothing overt from a despicable public display of whatever? So, like, um, if you just jumped up and just grabbed it. Oh, like I know say, what it was. Say Mike Brable doesn't steal your touchdown and you were just like, yeah, 
junk this, America. Yeah, I know what it was. So here's what happened. So uh, so I remember 03. It was 04, Janet Jackson, Kid Rock, P. Diddy, Nelly, so and Justin So it was Jimmy. 04. All right, okay, all right, so, right. But that was, that was Houston. The next year, just yes. kind of where the pendulum swung the other way, guess, okay. who, guess who the halftime act was? Was it up with people again or something like no. that? They went like completely the other way. Oh, they no, were, the Wiggles? <laughs> no. Close. Close. Paul McCartney. Okay. Paul McFrickin' Cartney. But did you get any warnings of, listen, don't do anything silly? No, no, we never did. Um, it was just, it was it was interesting because we were part of that whole, you know, Janet Jackson scandal with Kid Rock because MTV was producing the halftime show and they took that away and said, you know what? Paul McCartney's just going to play the piano and sing a bunch of songs yeah, and he's not moving needs anywhere. Yeah, to get a hold of this. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, how oh, dare you? Jesus is watching and Jesus wants to spend $21 million on ad space and he's mad. So they said, no, okay, we're going to make sure we play this really clean and really safe. So Paul McCartney was your act. And then they got the Rolling Stones and they said, okay, let's start. We we're, Let's get freaky again. Then they got Prince. And, and even then, he was pretty, you know, like Prince isn't going to whip it out or anything like no, that. No, no. Um, no, but honestly, I wonder how many people missed that. You're just watching Rihanna and she like I was it watching quick it and you're like, because ah. she wasn't moving or dancing around like so like she tried to sex it up all freaky style and so she goes in with the whole inappropriate hand touching. Well, can I can I vote for more of that please? Absolutely. Is there anybody, is there anybody else on this but show would not Grash, vote for more pregnant. of that or Grash. She's pregnant. Listen, she I didn't know if that was, that. huh? <laughs> uh, well, apparently, if pregnant, she might be an expert at that. <laughs> but the whole there's I a section for that on websites. Is there, there? there are. That is, yeah. There was probably an audience that thought nice. Saw like a pregnant woman up there dancing and doing something like that. Right. And they were wicked into it. They're That's representing us. He's representing us. We're all represented. Look. No, no, not that way. They're oh, excited no. about it. They're like, yeah. All right. What do you think? Go. But it hasn't gone like super viral. Like people are almost more upset at the holding call than the fact that. That holding call. Right. Ooh, well done, Billy. Well done. What do you think of Roger Goodell getting the airtime with. Uh, the Kelsey's mom and Demar uh, Hamlin. Like nah, they, the, did they really put Kelsey's mom and Demar Hamlin right next to each other? Apparently and then so. Time yeah. it up where Roger Goodell could be in a deep conversation with Jason and Travis Kelsey's mom. Like, what are they talking about? Uh, what are you putting in your cookies? Uh, there might be <laughs> some you of that. Have yeah. What do you do? Well, the fact that they <laughs> Demar Hamlin around the commissioner, I expected. Uh, Mrs. Kelsey, she seems like a very nice lady. Yes, of course. Right. But, um, you know, okay, great. Your kids are playing in it. Hug them pregame. I don't need to see you sitting beside the commissioner. That's just me. Um, it, it was interesting timing. You know, they're always going to find a way to get old Jolly Roger on there somehow. They didn't show the crafts. But amazing. But you know what? What even caught me even more is the people on Twitter who were pushing the conspiracy theory that DeMar Hamlin was dead, and then he showed up <laughs> at an awards show, yeah. and then he showed up yesterday at the Super Bowl, and there are still idiots who are out there on Twitter being like, well, if you look at him the day before, the neck tattoo wasn't exactly matching with... It's just like twin. Come on. What are we doing here? Like, yeah. that's a So the NFL... Is up to a massive ruse, and that's just a fake Demar Hamlin. Yeah, Demar Hamlin, your twenty twenty three uh, National Football League uh, Comeback Player of the Year award recipient. Oh yeah, they can give, give it, it to him now. now, as long as he gets on the field. He may not even. Who he knows? Might just it might do take him a while. Special teams. No, I think he's. 
I know he said he wants to come back, but that is a, you know, listen, ask Teddy Bruschi what it was like for him to get cleared, and I think his situation might have been a little uh, easier to understand maybe given that, well, you now know, why I think, he had the stroke because now, of the heart attack. But they were able to connect the two and figure it out right away. Like, you're still trying to, like, we know what happened to DeMar Hamlin, but with Teddy Bruschi, they were able to figure out the why it happened. They're going to get to that point with DeMar Hamlin before they can put that guy back out on a football I thought field. it was just a, a just a freak accident I think there, timing I think is there, what I thought it was. I think there is some of that, but if you're in the NFL, this is one of those where you you need to be like a million percent sure that True. you feel good about it. True. Because if, God forbid, that guy goes back out there, right? I know. I got one name you for start you. To, you're going to go Hank Gathers I'll on remember, me? Yeah, right. absolutely. And that's what the NFL wants to avoid. So... I I think Demar Hamlin's going to work. Listen, for Demar Hamlin to have the goal, if the guy plays even one more NFL snap, it'd be amazing, in my opinion. Yeah. But the fact that there are people out there that are like now tripling down and being like, "No, I never this got conspiracy into that. runs so deep." They even put him. There was the the fake guy was at the ESPYS and then the Super Bowl and all that stuff. The fake I mean, guy was at the ESPYS. I mean, good lord! Uh, hey, we were getting into the pairing of Brady Gronk and then Mahomes yeah, Kelsey. Yep. Some numbers this postseason for Patrick Mahomes: seven hundred and three passing yards on seventy two percent completion percentage. So he was seventy two of a hundred for seven hundred and three passing yards. Seven touchdowns, no interceptions, Super Bowl MVP. He did a lot of it on a uh, high ankle sprain. Now that Brady has officially walked away, Mahomes is the clear best quarterback in the league. And I think there are dudes that are like, uh, to me, Patrick Mahomes lives in a giant house in the center of a massively gated neighborhood, right? And some of the other quarterbacks are allowed in the gated neighborhood, but they don't, like, live next door to Patrick Mahomes, if you know what I mean. Like, Joe Burrow can get into the neighborhood. So can Josh Allen, right? I don't know if Jalen Hurts is exactly in the neighborhood of some of the – but when you think about the king at quarterback in the NFL now, it is clearly Patrick Mahomes. And I don't know who I would even put second, third, fourth. Like, to me, he is that far above some of these cats – but when you hear that postseason performance in getting a second Super Bowl to an NFLer like yourself who's won two Super Bowls on your own, is there anything that stands out this postseason with Mahomes that piques your interest or that people might not realize that you appreciate? Well, I mean, just as far as just his game overall? Just the whole thing. I mean, this is a 27-year-old guy who has now ascended to the best quarterback in the league. And he had damn near a perfect postseason. I mean, you're throwing seven touchdowns, no interceptions. I know. And you're doing it on a bum ankle. Like, there is, you know. Well, he's he's definitely tougher than I thought he was. Oh. He's tougher than I thought he was. There's something. Um, and I think that alone will 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 give you that 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 foundation of longevity that you need. What you're willing to put your body through, what you're what you're willing to kind of deal with. Uh, how long can you be as disciplined and hungry? You know, like all that to me. The, the the big jump from one Super Bowl to two, I think, is different also. Both Andy Reid – well, both Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes were, were both talking about like that first one that they had 
where they are running around like crazy, uh, not uptight, but just you just really don't know what it takes. And then the more you win it, the more you crave it. And then the, then the more you, they feed you, the harder you're willing to work to keep that. It's You're like a junkie, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like Brady was a junkie. He was an NFL Super Bowl junkie. And he kept having to feed his addiction, which was Super Bowls and successes. Like the last one wasn't as good. It was like the next one. There was a legit issue with him. And it forced them to be competitive for such a long period of time. And I think Patrick Mahomes has it. So when we're, when we're start having these discussions about, okay, Brady has seven. Okay, you have two now. Is Mahomes the only person who can probably catch him? I say, well, okay. You give me, are there any records that have been, that you would say are untouchable? Whether it be, you like, know, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, scoring title. Right. Lou Gehrig, uh, Cal Ripken. DiMaggio's uh, hit streak is okay, hit streak. almost impossible to break. Ted right. Williams, uh, what was his career average, whatever it was. I like, think seven Super Bowls for a quarterback is going to be impossible to break. And, okay, so I think so also. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, Brady played till he was 45. There's so many things that have to go right, so you got to win five more. It's it's almost unheard of. It's freaking unheard of. But right now, I'm like, I don't know who else is going to be there. I still got the Chiefs going next year. As long as Patrick Mahomes is out on the field, you can do whatever the hell you want. He's going to keep you in every single game. And when you're behind, he's going to bring you back. Some of this really comes down to how motivated is Mahomes to get to that point. Because I think he's going to have an all-time great career. I mean, where do you figure a landing spot? You would figure that he's probably mixed in top five all-time by the time his career is done. Let's give it another 10 years. And when you think of Brady and Manning and Montana, Mahomes is probably one of those names that you're likely to mention. But I just don't think it's with seven championships. If it's with three or four He's still in that club. Like, to me, that's where he's going. But I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is the kind of guy that, like you said, Tom Brady's drug was football. Yeah. Or, excuse me. His drug of choice was football, but what fueled him like a crackhead was winning and getting that Super yeah, Bowl trophy. He, that he turned into a junkie. Right. And yeah. I don't know if that's going to be Patrick. If Patrick Mahomes at 37 years old has, let's say, four championships, and there's the one that he lost to Tom Brady along the way, like, you know, you're you're in a top three, top five discussion all time. Feels like that I don't know if that guy is going to sit up thinking, I've got to get to Brady. I've got to get to Brady. I have to set the goal to play until I'm in my 40s because I've got to get to Brady. I don't, I see, don't sense that. See, to me, like, um, I do think it's it's almost laughable because it really is unattainable. It, it's, it's remarkably unattainable. you got to win five more. Let's start with something easier, a little bit more attainable, something that you're closer to. Start with four. Get four because that seems to be – you know, Bradshaw has four. Montana's um, got four. Montana's got four. Let's start there. And Elway went to five Super Bowls, even though he won two. So yeah. that would put you in a category where you've been to five a la Elway. Yeah, yeah I would okay. say start there. To me, Brady, it's like Jordan with his, like, that. that there's just, there's, 
There's, they don't make them You're, anymore. Exactly. They're one of one. Yeah, that's it. And so you can't be, yeah, it's like you're not one of the you like Brady is the best the so, standard so sure enough like uh, Mahomes was like hey one of the best quarterbacks ever okay well the best is this guy oh uh, LeBron James one of the best the best is still Jordan hey, so I feel like in order for him to do that you got to be one of the best all time so go get yourself four let's debate just like Brady just like you did with Brady Gresh when with it came to Montana, Montana. yeah well get there no first. no Brady had to win two more he had to win six. Before the the 49er people kind of relented. Okay, fine. Sure. You have six. Damn. But the other thing, too, is that Brady went to 10. Like, that is, to me, I know winning seven is insane. Going to 10 is just like. Think about all the things. So many things have to go right. Even your championship game. You, uh, 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 roughing the passer penalty gave you a better field position. You kicked a field goal. You had a holding penalty that eh, could have went either way. That gave you an opportunity to kill the clock. Like it's like you have to be so lucky. Lucky is is part of it. Being lucky is part of the equation. People don't want to add that as a variable, but it matters. And there's where some of your officiating might come yeah. in and things like that. Well, the Twitch chat has uh, Bailey Zappi as the next greatest quarterback of all time. So lucky for us, he's <laughs> I already saw, here. Wait, did you see Bailey Zappi and Taekwon Thornton? I did not playing like running oh, routes and actually, playing catch. I, I kind of did. What are you doing? Yeah. What What are we doing? Well, they go to the beach. Go to, go on vacation. These kids what want are you doing? it. Why are you why are you stifling youth who want to go out and make themselves better? You burn out. That's why uh, it's too early. Enjoy your break. Uh, that's what I would. Advice say. from this wise old patriot. We have we have we have. I'm sure we have music for that at some point. Go to the beach. Uh, coming up. Did Terry Bradshaw <laughs> fat shame? On the Super Bowl stage after the Chiefs won, you'll hear it and decide next. W-E-E-I. 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 New England. Sports Original. Now, more Gresh and Fourier. On W-E-E-I. of social media can be very, very funny at times. Yesterday was one of them. I don't know how much of the Super Bowl pregame show you caught, Fourier. Did you watch uh, a lot, a of, lot of the... I had it on. Well, I was doing a, a Celtics post game with Mick and marrying like a little bit of pregame, right? Because oh. the Celtics game matters. So I was kind of doing a little both. Uh, we had the post game on, and... Uh, I thought at times Terry Bradshaw looked drunk, old. <laughs> yeah, he's so. Yes. I mean, but like in a, and you don't want to be disrespectful or anything like that. But like Lee Corso on College Game Day <sighs> now, know. right? Know. Like it's safe to say it's probably time. yeah. There are certain times yeah. where that's a good example too, right? I don't think he's there. He's not quite there yet. No, but he's bordering on it. You can kind of tell. And I know he had like his reality shows as well, tied in with his family. He's got like one daughter he's trying to marry off or something. Oh, they should put her on the Greg Hill show in the morning. There kinda you go. Terry Bradshaw's daughter set her up with. Uh, you know, some townie friends of people who work here. That'd be great. I'm amazed that they actually let Terry Bradshaw do the whole post-game festivities. Yeah. I'm amazed that they, here, 
You got Michael Strahan right next to you. Polished. Relevant. He's the one, like, shaking hands with Rihanna. Yeah, as chasing she's Rihanna walking down. off the field, right? Why he is not on that stage, it's got to be a respect thing for Bradshaw. It's, I think there's some be. of that. And he's the guy with, you know, the most championship rings up on that panel and all that kind of stuff. And, and at one point in time, he was very worthy of doing it. And, well... Maybe we found out that that ship has kind of sailed this year. Now, as the resident fat on this show, or the large-o, let's say, because I have lost weight, I do think when some people use the phrase fat shaming on what you are about to hear, you are completely and utterly wrong. Even though I admit that Terry Bradshaw might be a little old and might not be best for the role that he was in. Uh, this is what it sounded like when Terry was trying to sort of hustle up Andy Reid to come talk to him during the trophy celebration. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> Congratulations, Andy. <laughs> so... There were people uh, uh, over here. Yeah, there were people who took to social media legitimately saying that Terry Bradshaw could be or should be canceled because he was fat shaming a fat guy who, by the way, if we are to be fair with Andy Reid, number one, he has acknowledged his largeness over the years. Number two, the man has talked about that if someone didn't force him to clean up his diet, like a lot of us that are big, that he would literally just wolf down cheeseburgers because they're his favorite. Hence, the cheeseburger jokes to the guy after the game. And again, I'm not being mean, but when you watch Andy Reid walk, is that a man with a... Does he have the Mac Jones stride like when he's walking up to the podium? Or does he waddle? He's admitted all of this stuff. Terry Bradshaw is a half-senile old man <laughs> with four Super Bowl rings who I would think knows Andy Reid a little bit. There are certain people where if someone said to me, waddle over, I'd waddle over and grab him by the goozle pipe. And then there are some people who they say, I'll waddle on over here. And I would maybe do the waddle and laugh with them because it felt like there's a little bit of a relationship there. So am well, there I wrong obvious is. Or, do, or do we need to now put Terry Bradshaw into the insensitivity cannon and fire him off into whatever sun that they fire people off? No, into? no, no. There's Those two obviously know each other. There's a, And then I think Andy Reid has kind of you know, jumped into the lovable, self-deprecating, you know, fat guy. Large guy. Look at his guy. commercials. Okay. He's drawing yeah. mustaches on he's, people's he, faces. Yeah, he's funny. He's kind of owned it. He does the Hawaiian shirt thing, and he makes fun of that because that's like a, a male version of a muumuu. Okay? That's what a Hawaiian shirt right. is. Okay? It fits everybody. It got lots of different colors and shapes, and, like, it's perfect for you. It's for the large no, man. No, I actually can't believe. See, okay, so here's what happens with the Super Bowl. People who watch who don't watch football and don't pay attention to the relationships and some of the inside jokes, probably look at that and go, look at Terry Bradshaw, waddle over there, go get a cheeseburger. What is that supposed to mean? Like that, they probably look at it because it's the first time they've ever sat down and watched a football game, first time, and they go, wow, this, this guy's rude. This guy's mean. Why isn't anyone saying anything about him? 
in this particular situation, I think it's one thousand percent harmless. It's their buddies, their friends. Right. If you what if you said this, Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, is crying his eyes out during during the uh, during the national anthem. What if the Eagles won and Terry Brad says, "Come here, you blubbering idiot! Right. You're gonna cry up here. Come cry. Come on, cry, baby. Cry, cry." Now that feels a little mean. But if he said to him, "What do you have? Do you have more tears now or in the pregame?" Then you're acknowledging. See, you're I don't mean. Fun of I it. don't even think. I would think Terry hey. Bradshaw would look like a dope for doing that because he doesn't have the same relationship he does with an Andy Reid. They're in the same kind of age gap. They have the same kind of like you know lifestyle. You know, they have, there's a lot more things yeah. in common as opposed to Nick Sirianni. Listen, dude, we're not friends. I don't know you. Came up totally different. Like, I could be one of your kids. So, a couple of textures quickly. Uh, the 207 big guy could be referring to the fact he was the head coach. Top dog, you know, not the fact well, guy. They're calling him Big Red now. He's officially Big Red. And great. And maybe some of that is because of the commercials and stuff. But uh, a texter from the 781 says... The team gave him a giant cheeseburger for Christmas, LOL. Did they really? Like, come on now. Yeah. You know, well, that's like, why. I just thought that that was a, uh, there were plenty more things to be able to get outraged over at the Super Bowl than Terry Bradshaw making a joke to someone that I'm sure he considers a friend who has been pretty good at rolling with those punches. Well, over see, that is, that is passing through town reporters, Entertainment Tonight, you know, the Tacoma B. Whatever you want to call it, who like the roll through Tacoma B? <laughs> you know, who, Why like, Billy does it sound like a reporter from the Tacoma <laughs> B pressed Fourier one no, day in exist. Seattle? It doesn't exist. <laughs> I could have said the Sacramento, the Sacramento B. B or the yeah. Fresno B yeah. or something like that. Any of that? those B's or those like smaller towns? Oh my god! You know, smaller cities that are actually are like the the state capital is you know like where like nobody really cares about sports. Um, no, I was gonna make I, I was gonna make the comparison to Jack Edwards and uh, what's his face uh, Pat uh, Pat, Pat Maroon, Maroon but, uh, but I don't think yeah. it actually fits. It's totally different. No, it, totally I different. Completely shot that yeah. down. No, you did. In that four, um, it's, I, I take yeah. the L on that one. No, Jack, I take the Jack, L. Okay, good. Good. See, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even want to discuss it. Plus, right. we're late. I was going to battle you, but yeah, I'll just take the Well, L. no, because you know you, the what you'd be baiting me for is into <laughs> ripping Jack, and there we go. <laughs> Have another smoke and another uh, double-breasted jacket. Uh, we head into the final hour of Gresham Fourier. So the NFL season's over, right? So can we start to turn the page? I think it's time. We'll do it next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.